This is At The Nexus, episode 22. Someone's turned on CRT. On Saturday, April 21st, 2012. And now, on a goat chase near you. This show is hosted by Ryan Rampersad and Matthew Petchel. With guest, Sam Eberts. You know anything cool this Wednesday? This Wednesday? This Wednesday. Hmm. You know, I, I was about to sit down on Wednesday and work on this really great, amazing mathematical paper about fish population. But I, I went outside for some reason, and so I was walking around in the park, and some car drove up next to me and asked me if they had seen a, a, a poodle. A poodle? A poodle. A poodle. And then you found me a little, little bit later. I think I did. And we were just walking around somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then we saw a goat. I, yeah, I did see that and goat. And so you shined a light at it, and I asked you, does that look like a goat? And you said yes. Because it did. Because it looked like a goat. It did indeed. So then we went on this goat chase for the next two and a half hours, and mm-hmm. we never did catch the goat. We got close. We got close. But then it barked. But then it barked, and we backed off, because it was kind of a creepy bark. Yeah, I mean, goats bark, man. They do, especially when they're poodles. <laughs> indeed. But it was pretty tall for a poodle. I know, it kind of reminded me more like a unicorn, like the way it shaved its ankles. Like the ankles were long, but everything else was shaved, and it was just kind of majestic unicornish, without a horn. And with more goatness. Nah. Why did it it's look... more like a sheep, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Let me ask you a question. Yeah? Has you ever had a goat that made a sheep sound? Nope. Before you answer, tell me, have you ever owned a sheep? Nope. Ever tried to pay your taxes with sheep? I answered too fast. Hmm. Why that? You think you missed some words. <laughs> I think I, I'm going sleepy here. Going sleepy. Going sleepy here, man. Mm, um, watch out for that. Yeah, well, I had a little adventure today. What did we do today? Uh, we found some synthetic lake. No. no <laughs> I can't no. even say synthetic today. You didn't even put the A in there. Uh, the A is in pepper. No, it isn't. I think it's in The star. A is in doctor. Ah, uh, dar. <laughs> Der. <laughs> 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 Big week. Huge. Okay, so. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, so we went to this synthetic lake today, mm-hmm. allegedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, A lake hard. needs to have insects. Okay, it had insects. It didn't have many, but it did have some. Because they're all dead from pesticides. The lake was so oddly looking. It's a um, rich park. They can mow the grass more than once a month. Still, I like my grass long. Why? It looks natural. It looks unkept and messy. Hater. I hear some rustling in the background. Hmm. hmm. Anybody out there? Hmm? Yeah. It's me. Hey, who's this? <laughs> oh, I just snuck onto the show. This is Sam. Oh, oh. how did you get on my Skype computer? Hacks. You know, you know, <clears throat> you know. I understand why. Because a few days ago we were talking, and I had a chat going with Sam for like five and a half hours, and I think it's still going actually, because it does say two hundred twenty-one hours right now. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So how are you doing, Sam? Pretty good. How are you guys? Mm, pretty well. Yeah. Cool. What, how was your so, week? Uh, uneventful. Uneventful. I heard you're planning a field trip for tomorrow, though, right? Oh, yeah. There's uh, the Lyrid Meteor Shower is supposed to peak uh, Saturday night slash Sunday morning at like 5 a.m. Oh, 5 a.m. Cool. Nexus Labs is possibly going on a field trip. Yeah, I still have to talk to our sponsor about that. Who's that again? I think that's Mortis. Oh. So, Sam, uh, I was wondering how your Magic the Gathering thingamajig went. Well, that depends. What are you talking about? I don't know, <laughs> because uh, the last time I checked, you were going to some place about Magic the Gathering. Um, was that not this week? Mm, I'm Oh, oh, I'm going to a tournament on Sunday. <laughs> Okay. okay. I thought it was during the week. I'm sorry. I'll ask you next uh, show then. Yeah. <laughs> it would be kind of cool to play Magic the Gathering underneath a meteor shower. That'd be kind of weird, especially yeah. when you call that meteor card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So what else did you do this week? Um, let's see. I tried Windows 8 on a computer with a single monitor. Oh, how did that go? What is so the much better. Ex- what is the Windows 8 experience actually like? It, when it's on one computer, or one monitor, I mean, it looks it's so natural and smooth feeling. It's not this weird, grepping discommunication. Yeah, and you know, but I think the problem is a lot of people who have Windows 7 now who are professionals, which will be even more alienated by that lack of unity in Windows 8 for dual desktop screens. Mm-hmm. 
Because I got three desktops, you know. Right, that. Or, right. Uh, not, <laughs> not three desktops, three monitors. But anyway, man, desktop yeah. screens, right? Yeah. Uh, and so on my uh, office, I have a laptop hooked up to an external monitor, and the main the external monitor is the main desktop, and the laptop monitor is secondary. Yeah. How'd you do that? Just setting in the Intel graphics panel. Mm. I've never been able to make my laptop screen not default. Oh well, did you install the right driver? I don't know. That's probably what it is. It's always yeah. a driver problem. But I, I thought you almost died this week. Did I? Yeah, on the goat chase. I think we went by a house, and then all of a sudden, it was just like, ah, someone's turned on a CRT. <laughs> the CRT, man, help me, help me. And then <laughs> exact words. <laughs> you did this, not me. <laughs> CRTs are deathly these days. <laughs> so, <laughs> one of my friends yeah. from a long time ago, um, they they um they have a CRT in there. Uh, long second, time ago, huh? second floor. Yeah, so long ago they never caught on. Second floor, um, second floor. I don't know, computer room, office kind of thing, and they have a CRT. And every time I walk by and I see the music, and I cry a little inside. Mm, this is too bad. Use a little less of yourself every day. Honestly, every time I walk by the house, I do. Mm, it's too bad. Especially when, the, especially when I see the one without lights. But that's for another day. Yeah, indeed. And without hair. Mm, less hair than normal. But yeah, yeah. I thought it was a pretty good week, news-wise. Yeah, I thought it was a great week, actually. Yeah. Um, you mind if I start off today? Not at all. Go right ahead. So, do you know how I am a lawyer man? I know how you became lawyer man a couple weeks ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love doing that kind of stuff. I, you know, I love the Lawyer Man uh, mm-hmm. gig, so let's go with it. So, do you remember Lawyer Man telling me a little about Google? Yeah, I've heard about and Google. a little bit about Oracle. I've heard about them. Well, you know how we never actually knew what they were trying to sue them for? Right. Like, did you find out? Mm, no. Oh, well. But can I tell you something? No. I don't feel bad about that anymore. Do you oh, know really? why? No, please tell me. Because I don't believe their own CEO knows. Who? So, their CEO is Laris Ellison. I think I pronounced him that last name right. Because you didn't pronounce the first name right. It's Larry. Yeah, but you said Laris. So Laris. Okay, I like that joke, but it's not that clever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so Laris, I mean Larry here, um, <laughs> um, was asked in court on... Was this Tuesday? Um, I'm sorry, because we know how we do the... April 17th. I don't know what that day is. I mean, I uh, go back sounds, in time. sounds fine. So on the 17th, um, these Google lawyers asked him, so tell me, yes or no, is Java free? And then he wouldn't answer for a while. And then he huffed and puffed and said, it's complicated. He said, I don't know. And and, and in Mm -hmm. other words, it's complicated. He said, I don't know. It's complicated. (sighs) Man, that is, you know how bad that is? Because you know how the, the judges have ordered settlement talks and a bunch of other stuff. So they've had forever to get this thing straightened out. Yeah, they refuse to even come up with a base case saying, you know, it's not case. free. What is this, induction? So one of the things here, the reason they have this case is because Java is technically a free language. You can, you know, use Java in, for whatever you want. Somehow whatever. they bundled the runtime. Right. So my understanding of this is how it works. You have the J2RE, the Java runtime environment, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the runtime that Sun made a bunch of years ago and then Oracle bought when they bought Sun. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, right? So if you bundled their GRE in your product, you have to license it. Does that is that acceptable? Mm, if it's free, it's not. But Java is free, but their GRE is licensable because it's it's not it's not um, it's not Java that it's coded in. It's C that it's interpreting Java code by code. Never touched something so soft in my life. It's Kleenex. I don't know, I guess I get off-brands or something. I've never touched such soft Kleenex before. Well, we only have premium materials for your nose here. Brought to you by Kleenex brand tissue. <laughs> Facial tissue or whatever. Well, I hope it's not tissue from something else. Anyway, <laughs> so what the, the, re, the way that Google got out of the licensing this problem initially was they developed their own runtime environment. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, and so they could get you know, around that problem. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that they have come to this point where Sun wants money. I mean, Oracle wants money. It's, it's hard for me to keep them straight because I like Sun better. Mm-hmm. Well, Lawyer Man says he's laughing. 
So another another piece of this article from CNET that we're reading here is a license to Java is required when class libraries based on the Java API designs are used and when Java software components are downloaded. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what that means, but it sounds bad. Yeah. Because if Java didn't have any APIs, it couldn't interact with the file system. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know Java the language, right? The, yeah. Just the mm-hmm. syntax. Mm-hmm. But then when you start calling APIs on classes, that's when it becomes something more involved. And maybe that's a little bit different, but not really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think the CEO knows. Uh, it's hard to understand what that means. I mean, can you copyright a language like that? And if you did, what could that mean for potential use? Mm, not so, much, I guess. So, I mean, I know Sam is working at the U for research now, and he's using a, a C++ library called Roots, I believe. Isn't that right, Sam? Uh, yeah. So, do you know what the licensing on Roots is? Is that in C? Uh... It is in C. I have no idea what the licensing is. I, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, is, it's, is it like um, an open source kind of thing, or is it just a, a side project from the U? It's uh, it's actually designed by people at the CERN laboratories in okay. Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing CERN? like physics analysis and stuff. I physics analysis. Yes, the... physics analysis. Crap. Um. <laughs> We're gonna edit that one out. I have no no idea about the licensing situation, though. I really, um, yeah. Well, so can you imagine if somebody suddenly came out today and asked, "Hey, I have this license to see." Can you imagine what that would just do to the entire universe? It would be over. I have the license to see or see the letter C. The letter C. So the language C. Yeah, the language. Okay, fine. Yeah, I thought you thought you went like I have the license to see. Okay, I see everything all the time. <laughs> okay, I get it. That took oh, me a while. You're, you're confusing me here. I didn't know there were three variations. <laughs> so there may be more. C++? How about that, then? All right, fine. That, that's that's a little better. But, you know, it, it, it's, I would never copyright a language that I wanted people to use. It doesn't make sense. Hmm. Can you imagine having to pay for Java? What a travesty. Anyway. Yeah, it'd be worse than Flash. Let's, um, let's move on to something more fun than a single... Uh, what do you call it? Hmm case from oracle and google let's let's talk about larry page you know larry page but you know what i think is funny laris laris but but the two ceo ceos uh have larry as the first name mm-hmm. so google believes that they did nothing wrong so i can uh, imagine that <laughs> of course so the the um ceo of google larry page it's one of the two i guess uh essentially says that uh he was asked if he knew that code was kind of just copied from Oracle, Oracle's Java, and in some cases, simple for simple. And he says, essentially, I know there's some disputes about some files, and that's all he really sit, suit, said. And then he goes on to say, I'm assuming because there wasn't very strong evidence uh, that examples hadn't been sent. Mm-hmm. So everybody assumes that, oh, yeah, we totally ripped off Java, but they can't prove it. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you ever paid attention to .NET development. You know, I kind of dodged that bullet. That was a very good choice because I was hit full force with that bullet. I thought it was actually going to be a good platform. Nope. My mistake, you can't make a good platform when it's not cross-platform and not on the web. Well, it turns out that there was a language in uh, the .NET paradigm that was called J-Sharp. It was kind of like C-Sharp for, you know, the C... C... Mm. Wait, what am I talking about? C-Sharp is the Java clone. Uh, not JSharp. That's something else. And so C Sharp was the Java clone, and it was supposed to be really nice and really great, really fast. And it is pretty fast. And it and it when you code in it, it's like typing in Java all the day, all the time, all day long. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that nobody's suing uh, Microsoft over this. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't we'll do. see. Hmm. But yeah. So have you heard of IBM? I haven't heard of them lately. Yeah, so do you know how they kind of just do like crazy high-end business crap now? Yes, of course. Um, and they, they like you know how fifteen years ago they're all about selling computers to people. Well, I know in the early days they were in the consumer market, and then they transitioned out into the enterprise market because that's where money is. Like, who wants to deal with actual regular people? It's such a pain to have to deal with humans. Not really, because regular people make a lot more money. We'll see about that. But um, either way, they're selling off the rest of their point of sale business to uh, Toshiba. So, do you know and, what point of sale actually means? Does so, that mean like on the website I read the article on? 
No bloody clue. So you know where I had to go? No. IBM's website. Oh, that But the sense. point of sale stuff is like kind of like cash registers, like other oh, things. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. it's um, so printers to display, operating systems, applications, making retail smarter is their goal. So one of the things I guess I noticed is a lot of businesses do have those terminals. Yeah. You know, like the Targo checkout lanes. Mm-hmm. Want to know something funny? Maybe. Um, do you remember my, my computer before I built my new one? Uh, my awesome Acer Aspire. Yeah, I heard about that. And how it had the beautiful um, Semprong 3400 processor in it. Yes. Well, the first time I saw another computer with that was actually in the cash register at um, General Nano Systems. Oh, that's pretty funny. My main CPU was in a cash register. It was a nice-looking cash register, I must say. I also saw one at Goodwill. And I was going to ask if it had change in it, but then I figured it didn't. It was on your university. Mm-hmm. So what is Shishiba really getting out of this business? Is this a good deal for them? Well, um, honestly, I don't know, but I, they, they bought it for $850 million. That's not too bad. It's really not. That's pretty cheap um, for an entire hardware line. Yeah, I know. And, and you have to assume that this, this stuff isn't going out of market because they don't want to buy real computers for those people. Yeah. Um, they want to just buy these cheap little things that only have one purpose, and you can't really break them except for old age. You, but you know IBM stuff really stands the test of time. But that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. old age will kill them eventually, but you as a person don't really break them so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Like do you remember when um, Lenovo bought the ThinkPad right, from right. them? Um, and everybody still thinks like, okay, even though it's Lenovo's making them now, it's still ThinkPad quality. Yeah, they're, um, they're mistaken. Yeah, they have, you've noticed. You know, I, don't, I, I keep reading a lot of people that people really love that little track point ball thing. The little racer head thing? Yeah. Yeah, I like those too, but... It's a trackpad. Who uses the mouse anymore? I thought you were going to say it was a travesty, but my mistake. It is a travesty. (laughs) Um, You know, the problem I have with the trackball, I mean the track, track, what was it, what did I call it? Trackpoint? I think I called it an earhead. I I, I always said a racing head I think it's called trackpoint, because the Mm -hmm. trackpad is a pad, and that's a point, so Mm -hmm. it's a trackpoint. The problem I have with it is you can't use it with gestures, and that is the future of trackpads. I guess it is the future of trackpads, but yeah. Mm. Hey, Sam, you ever used one? Okay. Oh, no. So, have you ever heard of Apple? I have heard of Apple. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, how um, like six hundred thousand computers were infected with this flashback virus? Yeah. Well, this week on Monday, I walked into my journalism class, and I was just sitting down, and there was this girl two rows back, I guess, and they were just talking to the friend, and the the the, the girl walked up and said, "My Mac has a virus." And mm. I can't get on the used network, and they won't let me reconnect until I get it fixed. And it's like, <laughs> Max, mm. don't get viruses. Yeah. Really so um, Apple has released two patches, I believe, at this point, uh, after, I don't know, two weeks. And there's still a hun- allegedly 140,000 machines still affected by the vulnerability. And why do you think, after two weeks, there's still that many machines being... I don't know, affected by this. Nobody updates. I think that's true. I think I think it is the case that nobody updates. Do you ever, like, physically, manually update your computer? The stupid doom clock turned on uh, when I was in my Python class, and oh, I didn't man. notice it. And all of a sudden... Because like, it was in the background, right? Yes. Oh. But I woke up, checked my email, and closed my laptop, and then as soon as I got to school, I took my laptop out of hibernation, and all of a sudden it shut down. Like, I opened the lid, and it just automatically started the shutdown process. So grepping mad. So, Sam, do you ever manually update your laptop? Um, You know, that's kind of funny. I was just thinking about this the other day. I don't ever manually update my laptop, but I do... Well, I guess it depends what you mean by manually. Do I, like, go search for updates? No, but do I, like, manually click yes when it says there are updates available? Then I guess, yeah. Um, But... For, I run a virtual machine to do my computer science homework. Yeah. And I actually, I update that whenever I use it. <laughs> sounds That sounds good. Mm-hmm. So on my Mac, uh, it's a little bit less annoying than the Windows Doom Clock. It's just the little software update thing starts bouncing, and then it keeps bouncing until you kind of stop it from bouncing. But it won't ever restart your computer without you explicitly allowing you to. See, I need Windows 8 to not be like that. And actually, in Windows 8, they did say they're not going to do that anymore. Good, good. So one of the things they're going to do in Windows 8 is it'll tell you, it'll bothersomely tell you that you should restart whenever you're on that start screen, I guess, but they won't ever force you to restart. Metro screen or... I think so, yeah. Okay. Start screen is Metro. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And I think that's fine, too, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So they'll ask you to restart, but they won't force you. You know, like how Chrome, whenever you have a Chrome update, there's a little, like, 
up arrow that's green in the by the gear or the little wrench. I don't know if you ever see it because I use a sophisticated browser. Oh, I'm sorry. Opera. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I actually use a cutting edge browser. Sorry. <laughs> cutting Opera is the most advanced operating system. <laughs> Um, browser in the world. Those are some funny waves, man. Oh, man. The lips, man. <laughs> okay. That, um, it's the same kind of thing. So I think that's how Windows 8 is going to handle it, and that's much okay. better. And, you know, I think I think it's after, like, years of telling people, nope, no viruses, don't worry, just ignore them all. Mac users, just normal Mac users, not like me and not like you if you were using a Mac. I wouldn't be caught dead with one. I'd be caught alive. Okay, good. You know what? I wouldn't want to be buried with a Mac. It would leak battery acid all over my char. Like that's <laughs> that's a reason not to do that. Yeah. Well, I think most people who are normal never instinctively. Oh, look! Something I should do. Update now. Whenever I'm at the U, I always hit the update button because I get fast internet there. Just the thing I hate about that is when I'm when it wants me to update and stuff. I'm doing something because when I'm at my computer, I'm at my computer to do something. Right. Otherwise, I'm doing something else. Um, uh, when I'm at, my, I need to. I need it to all be in the background, and that's right. the few things I liked about Chrome back when I used it when I was a fool. So uh, my grandmother has a Windows Seven laptop that she got in October, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I don't think she ever does is update it like manually, or you know, allows it to update mm-hmm. through the restart tool. Um, and I don't think she does because. Whenever she's done with it, she just closes it, and she'd probably close it before 2 a.m., which is when I think update circles begin. Mm. So I don't know if it's ever actually installed an update ever. She'll leave it out one night. I'm sure she will, but... I mean, it's only going to take one night to... But it'll, t- but it'll go to sleep eventually. Will uh, Windows Update prevent sleep? No. Well, that's But it will always be running in the back. It'll pick up from the last spot. Yeah, I know. Wonder if, I wonder, she'll get hit with the doom clock. It'll be funny. Oh, yeah, and then she'll get, you'll get a phone call. My AOL doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. Okay. What else do you know? So, do you know your little fancy MacBook Air? Can't tell. But yes, I'm using it right now. I know you're using it right now. Well, that's good. So, what kind of processor do you have in there? I have... Mm, I think it's an, a second generation Sandy Bridge. Don't mm. know what the specific specs are. I guess it's a 1.7 gigahertz i5, but... Okay. So, do you know Ivy Bridge? How it's supposed to be the new desktop that, processor and everything else? Is that 32 nanometer or 28 nanometer? Doesn't crap and matter. Um... <laughs> But uh, one thing I didn't know is that every bridge they also have a chipset for laptops and um, thin stuff like um, well, that the makes new sense. Dell XP. Dell X- Dell XPS. Man, that sounds like two Windows XP like <laughs> thirteen Ultrabook, the HP NV, and the MacBook Air. Um, they're all going to be using this new Ivy Ivy Bridge. That's thing. good. Yeah. Um, Does it say which um, which cores like dual core or quad core? Um, some are going to be quad core, and the other ones are going to be dual. Okay, um, so but what, the most most of them are going to be dual core. Okay, for, you know for battery yeah, stuff. right, right, of course. Um, well, so what my understanding of the Ivy Bridge improvements is that it's so drastic that where they could have used dual core in the uh, what do you call these things again, MacBook Airs, mm-hmm. where they had to use the dual cores because they had to conserve heat, you know, mm-hmm. heat, you know, management, and they also had to conserve battery life. Where they had to use dual core, they could actually upgrade to quad core at the same clock speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the the power consumption is so much less because of the die shrinkage, apparently. Yeah. Um, now, just imagine what they will be able to do with the atrocious battery life and heat generation of those MacBook Pros. Yeah, they got a lot of space to chew away from there too. Yeah, definitely. Because those I hear are going through a major renovation sometime this year. And, they definitely will be. Yeah, and they're going to get thinner, presumably, and that will help them get thinner because they won't have to have as large a surface area for the heat dissipation. Mm-hmm. So do we know when these uh, nice cores are coming? Monday. Monday? Monday. That's, that's not possible. It's possible. Monday. Wow, I'm impressed. Yes, I actually because, read the show notes. You should be impressed. <laughs> you know why? Because they said it was going to be delayed until late April, and I guess they... They'll put them all in MacBook Airs, and then they'll get them ready for <laughs> shipping, and then they'll go back. I, you know, I just, I just wonder... So you remember that that nice Asus, I think, laptop that we saw at uh, Best Buy that one day? That Ultrabook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a real nice one. Oh, man, the trackpad was, so was so much better than the MacBook Airs. It was about the same. Mm, better. How can you tell? It was shinier. There was no gestures. It was bigger. No, it wasn't. It was crapping bigger. No, it wasn't. Whole many 60 millimeters longer. Okay, I, I trip on those. Speaking of Apple, mm-hmm. um, apparently this week... 
Apple has won the patent for the iTunes Store interface. The crap? What? You know, you've got to watch your foul language. Anyway, um, the company apparently applied for this patent a long, long time ago, back in 2004. And... Apparently, the um, patent office just approved it um, recently, and it's a, essentially the, the the patent says that it's a user interface that's suitable for previewing or purchasing media items on an online manner with this particular look, and it's kind of sad when you th- think about it. But what I thought was funny is, you know, like nobody cares because nobody would ever want to copy that horrible iTunes user interface because mm-hmm. it is. Horrible. Sam, have you ever used iTunes? Uh, yeah, I try not to think about it. Good, because it is pretty atrocious, right? Yeah, I yeah. used it for when I had an iPod, and I actually used my iPod, which I don't do anymore, and there was nothing else to use. Yeah. I never I never really used the store, except I think I rented a movie for a road trip once or something. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, yeah, I've never, like, actually bought music on the store, I don't think. Well, that's good. So do you, do you remember last week how we talked about how Tim Cook visited Valve? <laughs> I heard this. I did hear yeah, this. Yeah, see, this is pretty funny. So We're all excited about this because we knew what it could mean. Yeah, we, we thought it could either be some kind of Valve involvement with iOS or maybe even just the Mac bringing Valve stuff, you know. Um, uh, that's what I thought. I thought or, it was... Don't they do Steam? Yeah, they run well, I mean, Steam. There is Steam for Mac. Well, I know, but, but it doesn't do but, crap. But expanded Steam capabilities on, on the Mac platform. Well, it turns out that Tim Cook didn't visit Valve last week. And here's a quote from the uh, one of the CEOs, I believe, of... Yep, uh, no, I think... Well, he's just the head. I don't know if he's the CEO. But here's a quote from him. We actually, we, we actually all, we all sent an email to each other going, who's Tim Cook meeting with? Is he meeting with you? I'm not meeting with Tim Cook. So we're, it's one of those rumors that was stated so factually that we were actually confused. No one here was actually meeting with Tim Cook or with anybody at Apple that day. I wish we were. We have a long list of things we'd love to see Apple do to support games and gaming better. But no, we didn't meet with Tim Cook. He seems like a smart guy, but I've never actually met him. And it's pretty funny that it just happened to come out, you know, just a few days later that he didn't actually go there. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't you, if you were Tim Cook, make the Valve guys say that if you were meeting with them? Yeah, you'd want advertising or... I would make sure that we didn't we didn't advertise this. Let's make a good story. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great good good marketing play. Now, just wait at the next keynote introducing Valve. You know, like instead of Epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait till they get rid of Epic. You know, I don't mind. I don't mind. What is that? They're annoying. They're annoying. Infinity Blade. I think that's what it is. I don't know. I, you know, I have the I had the iPad for the, like five months, and I never bought any game that wasn't Angry Birds. Yeah. That's the only good game for that. You know, me too, actually. I think I've, only, I've ever only bought uh, Angry Birds for this. I got the Fruit Ninja light thing that was and free, Harbor right? Master the free thing. I got Train Yard. That was free. You installed that. I remember that. Yeah. I and then it. you beat all the easy levels for me. And so I had hard. to go play on the hard levels right hard. away. Too hard. Yeah. Thanks for making my life difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting waved at here. Oh, so do you know what I hate? No. I hate it when somebody adds a fourth story to my show notes without informing me. I did this on Tuesday. But, no, I, have, I did read this article. I, I know I didn't put in the show notes in my section, but I, I did read this article earlier. Um, Good. I'm glad. So, um, so this guy named Reed Hastings. This guy is this the guy. CEO of Netflix. Exactly. That guy. Well, apparently he uses Comcast. Yeah. And... Not him specifically, but... Well, people who use Comcast... Um, like, you know how Comcast limits how much data you can use each month? Yeah, I think it's a 250-tier limit. Yes. Well, I guess um, Comcast has their own little video streaming service and stuff. I heard about that. And it doesn't count on the data usage. Mm-hmm. So if you're streaming video with their stuff, it doesn't actually affect any of your data usage and stuff. But if you use Netflix, HBO, or Hulu, it all counts to that. And So um, so do you want to read that quote that he has there? Um, specify. How about you read it? Okay. Comcast no longer follows follows net neutrality principles. Comcast should apply caps equally or not at all. 
I spent the weekend enjoying our good internet video apps on my net Xbox, Netflix, HBO Go, Xfinity, and Hulu. When I watch video on my Xbox from these three or four apps, it counts against my content. Comcast internet cap. When I watch through Comcast Xfinity app, however, it does not count against my Comcast internet cap. For example, if I watch last night's SNL episode on my Xbox through the Hulu app, it eats about a gigabyte of my cap. But if I watch the same episode through the Xfinity Xbox app, it doesn't use the cap at all. Mm-hmm. The same device with the same IP address, with the same Wi-Fi, with the same internet connection, but a totally different cap treatment. In what way is that neutral? It's not at all. So do you think that anything can be actually be done about this because this seems mighty suspicious. No. Uh, I mean, what, 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 how does Comcast get away with that? Because they make the rules. Yeah. Like, but, you remember how AT&T last week said, you can't sue us because you have a deal with us. No, but that is in the terms of service. They said in the terms of service that you can't use more than 250 gigabytes and it's just an added bonus that you can use their service for free. That's true. It's just, it's just a bonus. But I think it's regulated significantly differently. Because this has this applies to net neutrality laws, and the FCC regulates that differently than however AT&T was regulating that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. suppose that, yeah. Yeah, so that that's pretty bad. And if Hastings is doing this again, well, he, he had done this a lot last year, and he, if he's starting off again, well, we're mm-hmm. going to be in for a long, good show this time. Oh, yeah. Watch them split it into three companies this time. Quick stir, slow stir, and Netflix. Slow stir. I, I mean, like that. I like that yeah, a lot. You like that? Okay. <laughs> okay, good. So you've heard of Windows 8, right? I have. I think I was using it this week. Well, so Windows 8, we discovered what the three SKUs, and well, it's actually more the than three. three SKUs. The three SKUs. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's actually more than just three, but first of all, you remember how Windows XP was named, you know, like their, their lineup of versions? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like XP Home, XP Pro, XP Enterprise, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the regular Windows 8 won't be named Home Premium. It'll actually just be Windows 8. Aren't you happy? I am happy. Oh, I am jumping up and down. Well, good, because the next one is called Windows 8 Pro. Then you have Windows 8 Enterprise. But here's the kicker. Windows 8 for the tablet isn't called Windows 8 Tablet or Metro, Windows Metro, or anything logical. It's called Windows RT. Windows RT. That's right. What's it stand for? Does that stand for anything? Well, it's funny you ask, because it stands for the Windows Runtime. Windows Runtime. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to get sued by Oracle. Yeah, now they're going to get sued <laughs> by Oracle. Well, here's the thing. Windows Runtime is what the new Windows um, Metro apps are going to be developed in. It's a special hybrid of .NET and some other new stuff that they cooked up for this. And... Um, it's essentially uh, foolproof for ARM to run. So ARM tablets can run it, and of course x86 and x64 computers and tablets can run it. Cool. So uh, it, it's essentially a huge abstraction on top of the Windows APIs. So that, that's essentially what it does. But it's such a funny name for that, don't you think? Windows RT? Absolutely. So I wonder, I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a good choice, but you know, that kind of thing. But we also learned the name of the Windows server that comes out, that the, the server component of Windows 8. Do you know what that's going to be called? Nope. Very creative. Windows Server 2012. Yay. Guess what year it's going to come out? 2013. Probably. I don't... It's actually committing... They're committing to this year, and they allegedly are, do agree that it's going to come out this year. But of course, you never know. These things do slip. It would be pretty sad if it didn't come out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are saying that if Microsoft follows the schedule that it used for the 2008 edition of this, it will uh, RTM Windows Server in late July, which would put it right on track for the October... No, wait, not October. November? No, the September or early October release. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's good, at least. Mm-hmm. So, um... I know we talk about Windows here, but let's talk about a man named Linus Torville. Oh, I like Torville. Yes. Um, so, ever heard of the Nobel Peace Prize, or like the Nobel Prizes of yeah, Science? Yeah, I've heard uh, that. The Nobel Prizes of all the other stuff. Um, well, every two years, there's this award called the Millennium Technology Prize. And um, this year, Linus Torville and, and this other man named Dr. Sheena something... And um, they both got awarded for all their stuff to help improve mankind. Because, you know, Torville right, did a right. lot of things with the Linux kernel. Unlike some other Stallman guy. 
Yeah, me stopped being productive a while ago. Um, Plants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other guy did some stem cell research w- without having to use embryos. So that's kind of interesting. But either way, they both got honored, and they're both awesome. Well, that's good. Yep. Um, so do we know what he actually wins? Does he win anything specific, or is it just a medal? Uh, medal and honored and something else. Is it? Um, you know, I was ready to move on, so I closed the show notes. This is lightning. We're going quickly. No, it's not lightning yet, though. The crap we're doing lightning. But it's not, because we have to talk about Snow Leopard. You know what Snow Leopard is? Yes. It's that old, decrepit lion, tiger thing that used to be really good, but now it's two generations out when Mountain Lion releases. Well, here's what Apple is doing. What is Apple doing? Apple is giving away Snow Leopard to anyone who previously owned a license or account on MobileMe. And they're doing this because they want them to spend another $30 after that to get to Lion so they can upgrade to Mountain Lion. Oh, cool. And then, because they won't be able to on that old hardware, mm-hmm. they're going to have to buy a new new Mac. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's good. Yeah. Um, I have one question for you. Yeah? Um, I do know that I'm a little sleep-deprived today. Can't tell. And some other things. Yeah, you're doing pretty well. But did you really not move anything in the show notes? Or did I put everything in that category? Because well, I did not... I put the Linus Torval thing I, in the lightning. No, I put that up there. Because you, you went out of order. You moved... So, ah, gripping headache. Um, so let's okay. let's move on to the iPhone five. iPhone five. Because we've always got to do an Apple rumor. All right, Apple rumor. So let's hope this one doesn't get undone next week. It probably will, actually, because they're allegedly going to be using thinner screen technology. Oh, okay. And I don't I, I don't know how much you paid attention to the iPad three release launch thing. I did pay a lot of attention. But to that. they what they had to do to make the screen so dense and not get the signals I don't know confused or something. You know, they had, like dual layer them. They had to dual layer them, and so somehow in the new iPhone five, which is going to have the same density as the iPhone four S and four, they're not going to do that. They're going to make it thinner instead of making it thicker. Okay. And uh, it's using something called in-cell touch panels to do this, and I don't know what that has to do with it, but um, so essentially what happens is it, it incorporates the touch part, you know, the the, the sensitive touch capacitive part, mm-hmm. it incorporates it inside of the color emitting things so it's it's a thin film transistor i guess which is what tfts have always been but it's inside of that instead of just being a top or on below it hmm. so that be much safer for you to be around I, I don't know and they also are suspecting that uh liquid metal is going to be used for the new casing of the iphone 5 hmm. do you know what liquid metal is nope well it was a little company they bought i think in 2010 and my understanding of what it is is it's essentially a glass and metal composite. Hmm, cool. It's kind of weird to make metal out of glass, but I, I hear it can be done. Uh, you know, I know you're telling me a different story. I know it's a little off topic, but about the Apple TV remotes and how they are one one piece of metal. Yes, actually, they are one piece of metal. So, um, you know, I fix it, right? Mm-hmm. They're the place that makes essentially really great diagrams on how to take apart an Apple product mm-hmm. after. 20 minutes of release. Yeah. And essentially, they took... Oh, a big deal. They took part of a, a little Apple TV remote. And it turns out that little battery compartment on the bottom of that remote, mm-hmm. you take it out, and then you take out the battery, and then, essentially, the entire remote is one little motherboard, right? Mm-hmm. But the motherboard is curved, just like the remote is, and it is fit perfectly in there. And it's one chunk of metal. They carved out the inside, and I don't know how that's possible. How do you carve out the inside of that? You casted it that way or something. Yeah, that must be what it is, because you couldn't carve that. Yeah, I'd have to see it more specifically, because I, I kind of forgot what the Apple... I know it, I felt it before, Yeah, but I, I want to get a closer look. Because there are no seams. There are no visible seams. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, so it is it's pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it feels so solid, but it just doesn't have the buttons that are good. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, one thing I didn't like about it is that it had the... Um, it was it was too round, I think, for mm. for you to hold comfortably. Yeah. So back to Microsoft now. Before we go to Lightning. Okay. So you know what Windows Phone Seven is? Yes. So that's the current counter to Android and iPhone. Mm-hmm. Well, Windows Phone Eight is going to come out eventually soon too, and some guy on behalf of Microsoft said, "Oh well, any phone that can run Windows Phone Seven is totally going to run Windows Phone 8. Not true. Well, when I read that, I thought, that sounds like a really, really bad idea. And I don't think Microsoft is going to make that mistake again. 
Microsoft learned that backwards compatibility isn't always a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's better to alienate some users and then make them get a new phone and let them be happier in the long run than angry in the short run. Yeah. And so it turns out one of the actual Microsoft spokesperson says, nope, there will be support for applications, but not necessarily support for all phones. Hmm. Hmm. Imagine that. Yeah. And, I, and I just thought it sounded fishy the whole time because it was. Yeah. Hey, you want to do lightning now? Yeah. And I'll keep the show notes in one spot. Good. You should never close the show notes. Yeah. I suppose I could have just restored the whole tab, but oh well. Let's let's talk about the IKEA one. IKEA? Yeah. Yes. So you know IKEA is a little furniture store. Yes. Yeah. Run by Linus. Except for not really. I was gonna say, really? No. No <laughs> it has nothing to do with him. Darn. But they're both from the same. Because that's where I bought region. my bamboo, you know. You got your bamboo. At IKEA, yeah. At IKEA. Yeah. Okay. I only go there for the Swedish fish. No, I only go there for bamboo actually. But you know what you can go there for? No, not at all, bamboo. You can know how they always sell furniture? Yeah. Well, now they sell furniture with TVs and Blu-ray players and speakers just built into them. So it's like all in one entertainment center kind of thing. Hmm. Um, they, they only have a little bit of things about it, but so far it looks really amazing. And um, I'm not going to get any because I hate IKEA because the stuff is fake. Oh, yeah. Um, I like actual products. That so, Sam, have you ever purchased anything at IKEA and would you want electronics built into the furniture um yeah i think that'd be awesome i kind of what i don't know what that means by it's fake i ikea is awesome they they their thing is that they provide furniture that is easily assembled using like, easily are you kidding yes no absolutely no, no. All, all that you need is a screwdriver and what's included in the package and a master's and degree and no i've i've dealt with a lot of ikea products um mm. but their their whole thing is that it's really easy to assemble, it looks good, and they do all of their shipping and stuff. They they make everything so it packs down really nicely so that it's it's fairly cheap. Like, well, I, nice I do looking. know they have great storage solutions for those boxes. They do a great job at that. So, let me stop you there. So, do you remember building this desk? Yeah, that was from Office Depot. No, it was but from assembly is very similar to how IKEA is done. It was from Staples, yes. Yes, IKEA is a lot more high quality than something from Staples. I tend to agree, but also more expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember my server rack? Yeah, yeah, of course. I can jump up and down that on all day long. Okay, if I no, sit on anything from no, IKEA, no, it shatters. No, but I have to say that I don't think you're sitting on the right thing if you're sitting on something that shatters. <laughs> I agree. Like, what, are, what are you sitting on? A glass. No, like one of those plastic Plate? tables. Like you don't. Well, hold... You don't sit on a table. You don't sit on a table. No, I don't. You don't stand on server racks. Yeah, you don't do that either. Stop but that. You know how quickly I assembled that server rack. Yeah, in a couple of minutes, days. It, it, it took I don't know five hours. Well, I um, kind of came back. I had over to cut. The, I had to cut all years. the cabinets and a bunch of other stuff. But either way, that you... will be a lot, lot stronger because it's a bunch of two by fours screwed but it together. Look nice, and it's it not something. A consumer would ever have in their house or any industrial anyone. grade. It's not industrial grade. It's garage grade. Yeah, I agree with Ryan. I've seen it. You all are haters. That's what we do. <laughs> it looks amazing. I have XKCDC comics all over it. That is pretty funny. I do like that one about uh, your Xorg. happiness versus Xorg level. General satisfaction with how my life is going and versus then, Xorg. Yeah, time you should, you should the last find, you should find that K- XKCD and put it in the show notes. Okay, I'll, I'll Google it. Um, so, Sam, what do you think about the electronics part, though? Because they're going to be putting these probably lame electronics in their furniture, too. Well, how do you know they're going to be lame? It's Ikea. Because it's Ikea. Well, like, the rest of their stuff is I know, lame. but yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's like, not. Like, barring my bamboo, which is fantastic, um, I have, you know, though, I, I don't know if you've sat on my furniture recently. <laughs> that sounds so weird. You just yelled at me for wanting to sit on your table. Well, I mean chairs. Oh, I mean chairs. So I okay. have I have a white chair out in the in the office, and I also have a white chair upstairs somewhere. And those are from IKEA. And then I have a little light that's for like a picture frame from IKEA. And then on the third floor, I have uh, a table from IKEA. And the table's actually really good, but the chairs are pretty flimsy. And overall, the light doesn't isn't you know it wasn't a good thing to get because it's using some ancient power sucking heat emitting bulb instead of a good, uh, you know, light-emitting bulb, bulbous. 
What? Bulbasaur? Okay, I don't know what you just said. Uh, I heard Bulbasaur. I was looking up some comics and. Thank you. Yeah, it's in the show notes, uh, so yep, you know, can yeah. I got it. Yeah, the I mean, I think that the electronics thing is fine. I don't really know what it is. Like, are they gonna like put a screen in a seat back or something, or like, what do you mean? Yeah, that is a good question. Exactly Since Matt didn't put a link in here, so I don't know. Because it, it depends a lot on what they're doing. I agree. Uh, well, anyway, moving on. Let's talk about let's talk about Halo Four. Are you excited for Halo, Sam? Yes. Good. I'm glad somebody's that. excited. I so saw the November sixth thing. Oh, the the preview thing. Yeah. Well, they just did like an overview of like the four, three, four, three game studio and like what what's happening so far. And it sounds it sounds out. pretty good, right? Yeah. So on Audible a couple of days ago, I was just looking through the audiobooks I could possibly get next time, and one of those books is, I believe. You know how for Halo they had the book series along with the games to fill in the storyline sections? They do have that also for the new Forerunner Reclaimer series, which is what the new games are going to be about. So that'll be interesting. It, it's from the perspective of a Forerunner, which is pretty interesting. Uh, so this game is coming out in uh, November, I believe, November 6th. That's going to be pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Voting day. And we were just at Target earlier today, and they even have the pre-orders. pre-order cards ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get one and then never use it. Yeah, you got to stop wasting your dollars. You know, they used to have a video here uh, about this uh, game. It would have been good to play, but I didn't really say anything anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's going to be really great. What do you, you you were telling me you weren't so uh, optimistic about it. No Bungie. What, what did Bungie bring to the Halo series other than making it? Besides making it and making every other good engine, um, I don't know. They made Unreal? I don't know. They didn't make the Frostbite engines. Um, I gotta say, I think it's gonna be good. I mean, Honestly, I think it's gonna be great. From what I've seen of 343 so far, what they're doing looks really good. They've, the spirit of the game, like, they still there. Done a good job preserving it. And you know why the spirit of the game is still there? It's a simple plot. No, because, because a majority of the people who were at Bungie, who made Halo, stayed at 343. Oh, that's good. Or 343. Yeah, that was right. Okay. Couldn't tell. Too many numbers repeated there. I, it looks like they're doing a good job bringing their own yeah, thing to the game as well. So I, I'm excited to see how it turns out. Well, and they said this game was going to be darker and not also not so focused on how the previous games were. I hope they don't ruin, ruin the physics as much as they did between the first game in the first series and the second game in the first series. You're on different planets. Gravity's different. Mm, yeah, actually, you're right. That's a good explanation. Thank you. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. If you solve, you know, I I have really low levels of intolerance. I mean, I can change my mind at any time as long as I have the evidence that is necessary. Okay, good job. I, you know, that's just how it is. And um, as long as we don't have that weird planet shifting gravity well thing going on in this new series, I'm all for it. Mm. Whatever happened in Halo Three? Does anybody actually know? In Halo Three, yeah, yeah at the end, the flood, and then. At- you well, fall asleep. At the end, end? At the end, end, end. You're drifting um, in a spaceship. Well, so, yeah, I mean, like, the the final cutscene, if you beat it on legendary mode, Master Chief is, like, drifting in a spaceship, and he gets, like, woken up, and he's moving towards this new planet, I think. So. Really? Um, I don't remember any of this, because I, I didn't play I, I don't play legendary. I, I didn't know he woke up. Well, you could have seen it on YouTube. Well, that, I actually, that might be legendary, or it might be, well... What's and, after that? Anything what? after that? Uh, I mean, um, veteran, veterans after. No, wait, no, that's a different game. No, legendary is the highest. I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it might be something that they released for. Oh, promotional. Okay. Like to promote Halo Four. Right, um, right. Is it really just going to be called Halo Four? I like it if it would be. Well, so just well, wait, wait, what about Reach? That should have been four. No, Halo 4, Reach was Halo Zero technically. Yeah, but, but it wasn't really Halo. It was just Planet One. Yeah, I suppose it was. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think, I think there was a little bit of related content in the Halo Three, like there's that end game piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, you know, like a, you know, kind of an Easter egg kind of thing, and they could, yeah. they could spin that however they wanted. If he's just drifting in space, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They could do whatever well, they want. At the very end, he like the frigate that or the ch- chunk of frigate that he's in starts drifting towards a planet. Um, so well, that means that could just be simply just orbiting, or it could actually be falling in, or 
Oh, there's some super like dramatic music. I know that music was really, really dramatic. I put a link in the show notes. I'm just really excited. It makes me want to play through all of the campaigns again because the storyline is like really engaging. I forgot how fun those games. You know, I only played really like memorably through the first game, and then Halo Two for Vista was really bad. Um, Maybe it was better on the Xbox 360, right? Yeah, but the thing is, I had an Xbox for like four days. And so I beat both the campaigns. I could have nothing over the summer. Mm-hmm. I have Halo 3, and I'm waiting for Halo Reach to become a platinum hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought you had pl- Reach. I, I have three. Oh. I jacked my brother's copy for a while. I see. Oh, I can rejack that from him, I bet. It's not... I, I didn't like Reach that much, because they also changed the physics. Jetpacks are cool. Yeah, but you know what? Active I, camo? I, cool. I or am... Armor lock? Cool. I don't know. Like I have a really certain way of playing games... And I loved how I played through Halo 1, just, you know, killing... Let everything kill itself and then kill the survivors. And also shotgun every single flood you could see. That's it. See, I don't like the flood. I don't, Reach, I don't know. Reach was really fun, I thought. Was there was too much talking in Reach. But, yeah, I didn't notice that. Game. <laughs> What's that again? The, the point of Reach was a lot like story yeah i I know i know it was but there was a lot of story already accessible with reach because of the books right but it's for the people that wanted to play through it it's a completely different experience i gotta tell you i would honestly read through a storyline of a game than play it any day if i could read through final fantasy oh my life would be complete (laughs) final fantasy is a different type of game though this game could be beat in a weekend every halo game you know i was gonna say final fantasy could be bought in a weekend if that's a difference. So let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see. Have you ever heard of Sony? Yeah, I've heard of Sony. What does Sony do these days? Well, I guess they're reinventing disc cassettes. Really? So, Still? You know Blu-rays? Oh yeah. They know lots of stuff. Yeah. And you know mini discs. Mini discs. Small CDs. Mm-hmm. Small okay. CDs. Yeah. Well, apparently, if you take thirty of them together, wrap them in a plastic enclosure. And closure, and um, say the word wrong. Um, you get a little cassette tape looking thing, hmm. and then I mean seriously, this looks like from something from like 1991. Uh, it's just this old cassette player looking thing. But if you slide it in there, you instantly have 1.5 terabytes of storage. Wow, 1.5. Yeah, um, that must be expensive though. To be honest, it's I hate when they, I'm looking at new hardware stuff. They don't give you realistic numbers. Well, and of course, it's this theoretical kind of thing, right? Yeah, because I remember in 2010, I was looking at the holographic, um, holographic CDs, yeah. um, boasting like three terabytes on the thing. But, and you then, know, but storage space has always been like that. It's always grown exponentially. Right, Sam? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you you want me to say something? Yeah. Uh, so, what is that Moore's Law that says I think so, that, yeah. Every um, 18 but, months, the, it well, doubles. That's for that's, processing, I think though. That's more about processing power. Right, that's like, true. The amount of transistors that fit into a unit area approximately yeah. doubles every 18 months. But that's been applied to almost everything, including storage. So, yeah, that's a, that's a fair thing to say about like hard drive space. Doubles every 18 months for about the same price until you get a big flood and your factories die. Yeah, you know, and that was the big problem with uh, you know, 2011, right, Matt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those factories. Without those factories, nobody could actually, you know, produce anything. And uh, according to Wikipedia, Moore's law does apply to some degree to storage. Imagine mm. that. Yeah. Hmm. Like also, so apparently, remember last week how Instagram was purchased, you know, on a whim for a billion dollars by the Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, the rumor has it that isn't that a song of some sort. Well, anyway. The, uh, apparently, Instagram was originally for sale for two billion, and somehow the Zuckerberg whittled it down to a measly one billion dollars. Hmm. So sad for him. Yeah. So you, um, you know, the Galaxy S three, the the phone that oh, will be is that, this, this, is that this week? That's next week. That's next week, and okay. it's going to be the successor to the S two, which is a fantastic phone. It's pretty much the best phone right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, the best phone technically would be the HTC One X, but that's not even in America, so it doesn't kind of really count. Yeah, I was holding a, a Galaxy Two today. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty light. And it was pretty light, and it has relatively large screen. It looks really nice. It's pretty darn fast too. Yeah, I mean, it really is the best consumer market phone you can just buy because all phones are consumer market. What am I saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, uh, it's going to come next week. There's not much known about it. Um, 
for some reason, the rumors I've seen are along the lines of having a ceramic kind of enclosure. It's nonsense. Mm. And here is the inv- invitation graphic. It's three splotches of paint, like wet paint, on like a little card, and it says, "Come and meet the next galaxy." You know, it sounds good. It sounds like you know, it looks like an ample invitation. But man, that doesn't sound very good. So the the the, the device is apparently going to launch on May twenty second. That's what the rumor is, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to have a four point six inch screen, Super AMOLED, just like normal. Apparently, it's going to have a quad core processor, which is pretty impressive on a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't even get that on a MacBook Air, so that'll be a fun week. Mm, yeah. Um, you know what else is going to be fun? Guild Wars? Guild Wars 2 beta starts next weekend, too. Mm-hmm. So that'll be even better. So while I'm Skyping in with my new Galaxy S3 that I definitely won't have, mm-hmm. I'll be playing Guild Wars 2 beta. Right, Sam? Yeah, with me. Yeah. So I have a question for you about yeah. your Guild Wars 2 beta. Okay. If you play the beta like crazy, do you get to keep your levels when no. the thing... No, it all resets. So, it all, so there's no point of getting the stuff right away? Well, if you want to play... I guess if, then you just level up faster because you already you know, know what you're doing. You know how. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and also, so you don't start off in, like, the... Level one. You yeah. don't start off in, like, the middle of nowhere. You actually start off in the game. That's the only way to test it, really. Right. Yeah. It's the way to test it. And and but the beta weekends are staggered, so then you don't play the same place every single weekend. Mm-hmm. And presumably, you get to keep your character through each weekend, and the stats are cumulative until the game resets for launch. Mm-hmm. And they haven't announced when launch is, so it doesn't really matter. That's an interesting um, approach to a beta. You know, I think it actually makes a lot of sense. What better way to have the diehard fans of Guild Wars buy the product before the game even comes out in return for having early access every five days for beta testing? So they get an infinite supply of beta testers who actually like the game so they can test it. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just haven't... I don't think I've seen that before. No, I don't think I've seen it before either. On the other hand, I don't beta test too many games anymore. Last well, last game I beta tested for was Tabula Rasa, and that was a horrible game. Well, the like the Diablo uh, public betas are starting this weekend, I think. Oh yeah. Um, and weren't you playing I, I, Diablo? weren't you doing that? Yeah, there's a there was like a demo ish thing. Oh, okay. Um, that was just like the first thirteen levels. I think that was like a, a sort of closed beta type deal. Mm. Um, but the New um, World of Warcraft expansion beta also just started recently. Mists of Pandaria or something. Oh, and that World of Warcraft. Being, that's similar to Build Wars. Um, their approach to the whole beta thing is quite different. You get on a public test realm and you have no... Um, you you can start with like pre-made characters at the level cap from the previous expansion. Ah, I see. Um, or you can like port a copy of one of your characters onto the public test realm, or you can start over. But anything that you do, well, I'm I'm actually not sure if you can like save what you've done on the uh, public test realm, like port it back to a regular realm. I sort of doubt it because there are like realm first achievements and stuff. So one of that- the things Guild Wars did really well is they like deli- stop the need to have all that realming stuff. Like there's just it's one persistent world, and there's no like, mm-hmm. there are districts, but that's because you don't want 8,000 people in one place. Imagine how much chat room traffic they would have. That's the same way that World of Warcraft works. But we don't, there aren't, like, regional things. There aren't, like, realms. Like, there or, aren't, like, uh, other servers you can go to. And they did that really, really well in the Guild Wars. Sort of. It's like districts, except you can't, like, just switch between them whenever you want. Yeah, you can. No, 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 but not in WoW. Like, oh, yeah, are- right. Mm-hmm. That always kind of made me sad. Yeah. So let's go on to Xbox. You want to talk about that one? I heard it might come with Skype. Yeah. So apparently uh, the Metro team is working on... You know how the Xbox became really Metro-like mm-hmm. with that recent update you showed me? I, I don't like it. I don't like it either. But apparently they're going to bring bring Skype to it. Does yeah. that make sense? Do you think yeah. they're going to do it with like the Kinect or something? They'd have to. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a good idea. But, you know, actually, in some respects, a lot of people would actually like that because... You know, you could get your grandparents an Xbox. Haha, uh-huh. it's funny, right there. Yeah. And then, wouldn't that make it make good good sense for them? Because then they would be a really general entertainment, you know, um, center. The only big problem I have with the Xbox as an entertainment center is um, 
old people don't understand how to use a controller. I was going to say, old people don't know how to use a remote, but my mistake. Um, but seriously, it's really easy to... If you bump the controller, mm-hmm. you just fast-forward all the way to the end of the show. Yeah. Um, well, even my grandmother did that with the Apple remote, so... Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know uh, Qualcomm? They make chips for just about everything known to man. Mm, I think I do know about that. Um, yeah. Qualcomm is pretty much in every single smartphone known to Earth. Mm. Um, in my touchpad, there's a Qualcomm chip. In this phone, uh, my Motorola Triumph, there's a Qualcomm chip. Well, it turns out turns out um, that Snapdragon um, S4 processors, the current generation of Snapdragon processors, they're going to be delayed until December. Ooh, what for? Well, not delayed in terms of, like, completely gone but just shortened, like the supply chain was shortened significantly oh, okay. because they underestimated the demand. Mm. And I don't know how you do that because, oh, look, the growth curve of smartphones are growing this much vertically. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's a hard thing to predict. Not really because it's pretty obvious that more people want more smartphones. Yes, but you still don't know how many to make. It's better to have too few than too many. Mm, it's not good for them, though. Yes, it is. Not really. There's a huge hype in demand. It could, but makes you wonder what the S5 is going to be like then. Because if mm-hmm. they have to keep waiting to get these S4s out the door, it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, if there's a shortage on these Qualcomm chips that everybody has to use, NVIDIA's going to come in and do the Taker stuff, and that's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Because that Taker stuff is iffy at best. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have Content ID from Germany. Content ID, you were telling me about how your sister turns her laptop upside down to watch some show. Ah, Invader Zim. Yeah. So that is missed by Content ID. It's YouTube's content filtering system. Mm -hmm. And essentially, the German court said Content ID isn't good enough. We want you to filter your stuff by keywords. They don't want them to filter it frame by frame. They want to filter it by words. Words the author tags? or the That's right. Titles and tags. That's even easier to fake. Fake, right. Because that German court doesn't understand how the YouTube works. Yeah, that's, that's uh, stupid. No, just going to find it then. Right. Except for when you make a website and then just put it. a link. Like, yeah, you tag it on the website and then you embed the source code. This is true. Yeah. And then you also just... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you that's also how... just um, subscribe to whatever. Right, like, exactly. That uploads these fake... For these that pirate ripped video yeah. TVs, then you subscribe. Right. Yeah. So I think that's going to be it's it's kind of funny and and the one of the bad things, of course, is it's hard to just block videos by keyword in one country and not in another country. Because mm-hmm. that's how I watch all my anime. Right. And so if they block it in Germany, then say that it's kind of blocked here too. In some respects, I don't think they have. Do they have YouTube DE? I don't know. No, I don't know either. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how far-reaching that is. But if it happens in one country, it happens in others, too. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So do you know Japan? <coughs> I've heard of Japan. And do you know how I think about a month ago or maybe two months ago, I talked about how um, there's just two nuclear reactors running in Japan that's right, right now. That's right. I do remember. Well, on May 5th, um, it's going to be the first time in 40 years wow. that Japan is going to be completely nuclear power-free. You know how sad that is? Yeah, it really Just did turn things around a year. One reactor kind of melted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Be... It didn't really even melt. It sank. It got hit by exploded. Well, d- and it melted and exploded. Yeah, yeah. I think melt and explode really. It sort of released Just some blew the roof pressure. off a couple things. Not really. It just kind of exposed itself to the air, and that's about it. It wasn't exploding. It's just exposing itself really quickly. Like what pollination? <laughs> I did not give you my consent to pollinate me. You know, most... Eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is no response to that. Not really, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything else? Um... No. Sam, you got anything else? Uh, listen to the universe. Oh, listen to the universe. You know when that show's on? Uh, I feel like probably tomorrow. Well, that's good. I'm glad we feel like yeah. that. So we normally do the universe on Saturdays, hopefully. And, of course, that features and stars Sam Ebert, the scientific premier of the University of Minnesota, up-and-coming genius. Uh, and, of course, this is At the Nexus, the show where we talk about tech news and other fun stuff throughout the week. And this is the show we do because we'd be talking about it anyway, but it's actually just recorded. And of course, I'm sitting here with Matthew Petchel, and you can find him where? 
You can find me at MatthewPetchel.com, and you can also find me just about anywhere related to the Nexus. And, of course, you can do the same with me, Ryan Rampersat. I'm all over the place, such as the Twitter, at RyanMR, on the Facebook, on the Google+, and, of course, here at the Nexus, on all the other shows I wish I did one day soon. Over the summer. Yeah, probably not, though. And, of course, this was a great show, don't you think? Yes, and I have one more announcement to make. Really? One more announcement? One more announcement. Oh, no. This is one is for Ian Buck. <laughs> He's the only one that I know is going to be listening to every single word I say. Really? Yes, because my nemesis will always tell me to do bad advice. See, I was about to buy the sword last week, as you remember. Yeah, I do remember that. But now, my nemesis told me I should get it. And so you know what that means. He wants me to get a sword, so he can challenge me to a duel and try to me. Do you think this is true? So I'm going to purchase a shotgun instead of a sword. Now, when you started going with the S word, I thought you were going to go with shield, like it was going to make sense. But then I realized it was you, and then I lost all hope. Overkill, that's the only way I roll. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is Matthew Putchell signing off. Have a good one. <laughs>